0: Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the show. I hope everybody had a great week. I hope everybody had a better week than I did. I'm pretty sure that um, sometime between last week's episode and this week's, I was catapulted into the Twilight Zone. Um... (laughs) There's <laughs> so, like just a couple weird things that happened to me this week um, Firstly, Thursday night, um, I fell asleep kind of early And early for me, I mean, probably early for a lot of people Was like 9 o'clock at night, right? I guess I was super tired So, <laughs> Sasha, why are you looking at me like that, please? I'm sorry, she's looking so crazy Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So on Thursday night, I went to bed kind of early, like nine o'clock. So it was pretty, pretty early for me. Um, and around like 1120, um, I woke up, uh, the cats were doing something. So I went to go, you know, get them in line and figure out what they were up to. then I went to the bathroom. I got back in the bed. I looked at my phone And I had a notification from my camera on my front door. So I'm looking. They show you a little preview before you open up the actual footage. And there was a man looking directly at my camera. It was this black guy. He had glasses on. He had a hat on, hoodie. He had a backpack. And I'm like, oh, my God. So people tend to, like, stand directly at my door and look in the camera unless they're visiting and I know who they are or they're delivering something. So I play the video, and mind you, it's after 11, um, and he's looking at the door. He's, like, kind of listening, and he's jiggling the door handle, and he realizes it's locked, and he looks confused that it's locked. And then he kind of stands there looking stupid for another minute, and then he kind of walks away, and I see him kind of look at my apartment plaque. Like, kind of, he kind of was looking like is this the right number? Like, is, is this it? Like, do I have the right place? So he did look lost, but it was still kind of alarming. Now, when I'm looking at it, like, mind you, I'd only been up for a few minutes. I something just woke me up with the cats. But when I was looking at it, he had been there like 10 minutes before that. So he was already gone. Um, but it was just really, I was like, Oh my God. So, I mean, <laughs> it's it's just not something you want to see in the middle of the night, someone jiggling your door handle, and then you're wondering if they're going to come back. So I called Blue, of course, and I was like, I was like, can you? I woke him up, bless him. And he was like, huh? I was like, um, somebody was just at my door jiggling my door handle. And he was like, what? And I was like, um I sent him I sent him the video footage and I said can you just like look at it and just let me know if I should probably call the cops like he kind of looked confused but you know he didn't look like like harm like a harm to me or anything but I just wanted a man pair of eyes on it so he watched it and then he was like well you know a few things he was like "Number one." He's all up in the camera, he sees that the camera's there, he's not trying to hide his face, he doesn't have a mask on You know, he's not trying to super spy his way past the camera and like, you know, cover it up or anything He was like, he's not looking behind him, he's not in a rush, he looks confused, he's, you know, he looks like, you know, he was looking at your apartment number just you know he's just saying all the things to kind of calm me down and then he was like he's probably just like somebody sneaky link who got lost or you know maybe he was going to like an Airbnb and he had the wrong place and he thought it was going to be open or something so i don't know he never came back so he he managed to kind of calm me down but i did not get back to sleep for like the next three hours so me going to bed early meant nothing I was up late anyway so that was a little jarring but the very next morning I get up as normal I get dressed for work I leave I go to my car I pull out of the garage and I try to go my normal route to go you know to work And like a lot of the surrounding side streets of my building were all blocked off. So I had to take a little detour to get back to the main street. And, of course, everybody going that way was doing the same thing. So I pull up to the main street that I need to be on, and I need to make a right. So it's a side street, like an apartment, you know, residential area. So it's only a two-way street. So you have everybody going one way where I was going to make a right, and then you have people coming the other way to go back behind me where I came from. So I'm pulled over t- towards kind of c- closer to the right side of the lane. There's a couple cars in front of me who also were trying to turn right. And there's like a stream of cars behind me who are also waiting to turn right because we all got detoured. Right. So we're sitting there waiting our turn. It's a busy street. It's eight eight something in the morning. Everybody's going to work. And this um, white Honda pulls up on the side of all of our cars waiting to turn right. And she kind of goes down the middle on the side of us on the left and goes up to the stop sign. And I, I was kind of like, you know, okay, what is, what is this woman doing? But in my mind, I was thinking, oh, she probably is making a left or she has to go straight. So she didn't want to wait behind all of us making a right, which, you know, that makes sense. Right. So the first two cars ahead of me, they make their right. I'm at the stop sign. It's my turn. And I see the woman that's, she's still there lined up with me as I pull, cause it's clear. I, I start to make my right hand turn. She starts to make her right as well right up against my car, which is not a legal turn right there. She, she, I don't know what the hell she thought she was doing. So naturally I'm, first of all, I'm trying to maneuver out of her way because if I kept going the way I was going, she was going to hit me. So I kind of speed up and I get in front of her in the lane that she was trying to take from me. So, I mean, it all happened so fast, but I was like, number one, she was in the wrong Two, you know, she's, you know, she's by trying to bypass at least 10 cars to make her right as if. She's more important than anybody else So I do that As soon as I get in front of her Mind you the street we're turning on it, it, what The traffic wasn't moving You make your right and you're stopped Because there's a light right there So we're just stopped She stops short behind me She honks her horn She's yelling something out of her window Next thing I know This, <laughs> this woman <laughs> is getting out of her car With a bat and coming up to my side window And I'm just like Are you kidding me? It's 8 in the morning. Why is your first reaction for something you did wrong to grab a bat and come out of your car and try to, like, hassle me and threaten me in traffic? And she's this, like, middle-aged or maybe a little younger black woman. You know, she has no bra on. She has this gray tank top on. She's clearly not going to work. And she's just, like, super pissed off at me. So I'm like I didn't see the bat right away I just saw her door kind of fly open Plus I'm still trying to like maneuver in traffic Traffic is still going on Um, And she's like blocking traffic with her door And people are like swerving around her So she's causing this scene Then I see the bat I'm shaking. I've never been in a situation like this before in my life. I grabbed my phone to try to record her (laughs) and the angle that she's at, like she's kind of in my blind spot. Um, when she sees me pull my phone out, she kind of backs up. She's still yelling. She's still like waving the bat around. And you know, you can hear me on my, I really didn't even get any good footage of her. You really just see like my face and like the window and the other cars and you know, but I just wanted her to see that I had my phone out Because as soon as she saw me recording she backed up And it was just so embarrassing Like everybody was looking I just I wanted to just like hold up a sign That said "Look, she's the ghetto one not me Like I wanted I was like everybody saw what she did right Like she was in the wrong She's coming at me with a bat She's so stupid too because I mean You don't know what people have in their cars Like you bring a bat out like to come to my locked vehicle That's like, you know, tons and tons of metal. Like, I don't know what she plans on doing, you know, but I could have had a gun in the car. I could have had anything in the car that would, you know, overtake her bat um, threat in an instant. So, you know, she really had people watching over her. And that's what Blue said. He was like, she really had angels watching over her because... You know, you could have had anything in your car and that would have just been the end of her because the way she was coming at me, you know, I would have had to defend myself. But it's not like I was going to open up my car or, you know, let my window down to address her. I just kind of held my phone in her general direction until she got back in the car. And then she tailed me all the way down this main street, you know, that I need that I go every you know morning to work um it's the most direct route and so she's like tailing me and then i'm calling the police and they're taking forever to answer of course i can i'm still shaking adrenaline's going Um, I'm trying to make out her license plate. I can barely make it out. All I can give the cops when they do answer is her description and like the make and model of her car and what direction, you know, she was going. Cause I finally did turn and she kept on. So I just said, look, she's going West on this street. She's in this car, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm pretty sure they didn't do anything. I mean, if they happen to be in the area, maybe, but you know, there's a crazed psychopath with a bat. In these streets, who at any given moment is gonna hop out their car and try to, like, you know, threaten somebody, which is just completely insane. Like, I can only imagine what she would do if someone actually did do something in the wrong to her. But in this case, like I said, she was 1 million percent in the wrong. And, you know, I really wasn't even being, like, aggressive that morning. I was already irritated because I had to be rerouted anyway. But I was like, let me just get back to the main street and just keep it moving. I wasn't really running late or anything But you know it was an inconvenience At most but we were already inconvenienced, and here comes this woman Being entitled And being just this ghetto Bucket of trash Thinking she has the right to just bypass All of us and just cut everyone In line to make her turn I'm like I saw how she was dressed and how she looked She wasn't going anywhere important she might as well just stay at home So that was really Frustrating <laughs> it made me Late to work after that point and you know, it just it just set the, the weirdest tone for my day. And I really, really, really do not enjoy driving. I I hate it. I mean, it could be the middle of the night with nobody on the road and I'm gonna run into that one person that's doing stupid stuff. It's like it's it's just I, I, I don't know. Like I, I just think been seeing a lot of weird things. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast or not and if I did Feel free to like fast forward. I don't know if I talked about it, but a few months not a few months, maybe a few weeks ago, month, month and a half, um, I was in traffic and I was crossing I was getting up to a light um that was about to cross the train tracks where the train goes by. And You know, if you're trying to get where you need to go, you want to make sure you can get across the green light before it suddenly turns red to let the train go. Because once the train comes, it's like that adds another five plus minutes here to your commute. Right. And that can make all the difference between me being late because my job is just on the opposite side. So um, I was coming up. The light had turned green. The car started going. And I wasn't trying to, like, tail anybody. I wasn't trying to be aggressive. It had nothing to do with any other cars. I was just trying to make sure I got across this green light before it turned red and the train came. So I guess the guy in front of me, he thought I was, like, tailing him or, like, trying to be on his bumper or was being aggressive towards him. Even though I wasn't up on him, I was just making sure I got across the light. He wasn't even going slow or anything. I just wanted to make sure I didn't lag behind. So in an effort to, like, I guess i don't know check me or whatever he puts his he starts slowing down and he's purposely stops just on the opposite side of the tracks and forces me to stop right on the train tracks and then he starts flipping me off so he's like purposely trying to like i don't know i'm like are you trying to get me killed because if a train comes well, what 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 is your plan here like what is your damage it was just, I mean, and it was like for nothing. I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about you, sir. Like, I'm just trying to get across this light like everybody else is. And for some reason, you're trying to get me killed. Like, I just I just don't get it. And it, it's just it's just crazy people like that. Another time, um, I cut through this side street sometime to get to my apartment. It has a bunch of stop signs. And I go, you know, people get so confused at four-way stops. It's like... You just got to, you know, go with the flow and pay attention to who got to the stop sign first. You know, if someone's going, you know, going in their direction, you can pretty much safely, you know, on the opposite side, go at the same time as them and just, you know, there's like a rhythm you have to follow. And you have to pay attention. So. I find that people either blow past those stop signs before their turn or they get shell-shocked and they, they, they pause and they don't know what to do. They get scared, so they wait for a long time and people go when it's really not their turn and it's just a shit show. I hate it. So, I don't know. I went... When I was supposed to go across this four-way stop, it was clearly, very clearly my turn. The person, this guy who was coming the opposite way, I don't, I don't, he, I guess he didn't think it was my turn for some reason. So as soon as I make it across, he turns from his angle behind me and he starts tailing me, and I'm like. What is your damage? So then we're, you know, it's a bunch of stop signs along the way before we finally, you know, get clear of this residential area. And he's on me the entire freaking way. I don't know what I did to bother him. It was clearly my turn to go. And um, in this area, there's, you know, obviously pedestrians occasionally will cross at these stop signs. So you have to wait a little longer before you can go. So I would get to the stop sign, but there's a, like a little family and like a dog. They're, you know, crossing the street, I guess the guy behind me couldn't see. So he thinks I'm just standing there. You know what I mean? Like just taking my time. So he starts honking at me and flipping me off. And I'm flipping him off back. I'm like, what is your problem? And I'm like pointing to the pedestrians. Like, do you want me to like kill them here on the spot? Like, what is your problem? So they finally get across and I make sure every toe, of every person and every dog hits that sidewalk before I even start to go. So I'm taking my time. I guess I'm going too slow for him. He goes around me on the left-hand side and the other lane and flips me off. He's honking, causing a scene just so he can cut me off. And be in front of me And I'm like you know you got it Go ahead and and do what you gotta do Like I don't have fucking time for this It was just It's just I'm just It's just getting crazier and crazier out here I just I I try to be as calm as I can It's after I saw that woman Um, In Englewood Who you know was speeding and crashed And caused that you know all those All those deaths of those people That nurse like after that I've really Been conscious to just like try to slow down Try not to be in so much of a rush Just be you know On guard keep you know Be alert Look at my surroundings, just get myself to and from as safely as I can, because, you know, I can only really be responsible for myself, but it's the other people that you have to worry about. They're, they they There's just no regard for like, I don't know, anyone else on the road. People drive like they're the only ones in a vehicle, you know, and nobody else is around. They're going to blow past stop, stop signs and blow past red lights. And it's like, I just, I... I am looking forward to the days where I am like 70% of my time is spent as a passenger princess. Like I love when blue drives. I, and it's funny because I, I hate driving, but I do get anxious in the passenger seat with anyone because I'm not used to being in the passenger seat. I'm always the one in control and driving. So it does make me a little uneasy, but as you know, he and I go out more and he obviously he does all the driving. He prefers it that way. Um, he, it, I've, I've gotten more comfortable So I, I like it And it's like I just I mean Ideally for my life I would have a personal driver Or i do black car service All the freaking time Because I genuinely Genuinely hate driving And I don't know I'm wondering if I don't know I get to the point Where I'm not doing a 9 to 5 And I don't have to like Be in that rush hour traffic At the same time in the morning And the same time in the evening Maybe it'll be better Cause that is where it's like the most hectic So uh, I I don't know I just It's just a stressor And just with these little These incidents that have been happening It just makes me very Weary of like getting in the car And just trying to get You know five miles to work It's just It's 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 stressful And it's kind of scary You just never know You never know People are just They're drunk They're high They're angry you know any little thing sets them off it's like but and you know you you try to follow the rules and not cut people off and not tail people and not do like aggressive stuff but sometimes people they're just mad at you for just doing things that are by the law if I'm at a red light and there's a sign that says no turn on red and I'm not turning people will start honking at you and yelling at you like go go and it's like, there's a sign that says, no turn on right, uh, no turn on red. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm trying to follow the rules. They'll honk at you, not knowing there's a uh, an ambulance coming. So they're just super aggressive, thinking you're just not going. It's like, dude, there's an ambulance coming. Do you not hear that? It's just wild, wild west out here. I don't, there's too many people, too many cars. Tensions are high. I mean... I guess COVID is still a thing, but, you know, things are fully back in swing, and maybe that's what it is, too, like, with everybody, you know, working from home, and the kids being home, maybe being out in traffic was a little different, and now things are kind of back in full force, so it's just, maybe, I don't know, people don't know how to act anymore, I guess, but I really... I I don't even want to leave my house (laughs) as if I wanted to before. But after Bat Lady and the guy trying to get me caught on the train tracks and just all the little stuff I see, just other incidents that don't even involve me. You see things happening to other people. You're like, oh, my God, you know, look at that guy. He just, you know, almost caused an accident. It just I don't I don't even want to deal with it. (laughs) I really don't. So to switch gears here, get off that. Dramatic Traumatizing topic of of Driving in LA Um, So I think I've Like firmly made a decision About the kind of lifestyle I want as far as like my Future um, and like Marriage and family life I am Fully And without Apologies leaning Into stay at home mom Life And I think I didn't want to say that out loud Because I think people think like, oh, you want to be a stay-at-home mom You want to like run the household, blah, blah, blah Like that's a cop-out Or it's because you couldn't do anything else Or, you know, it's like it makes you lazy or something Um, But I, I disagree And maybe, you know, TikTok is influencing this, but I've just, (laughs) I've seen like a community of like, you know, young women my age who are like leaning more into that lifestyle and not being sorry about it, you know, running a household, taking care of the kids, you know, making sure everything runs smoothly, you know, kind of relinquishing that financial responsibility to like your husband, um, I don't think that's a cop-out or lazy. I think it's like a choice. And I think that if you're in a situation where you don't have to work and, you know, you don't have to split the bills, you know, and you have a husband who's happy to provide that kind of lifestyle for you, I think, why not? I think in the past, you know, when when I've been dating and talking to men and, you know, stuff like that comes up, I think... I was just saying, like, oh yeah, I'll work, and you know, let's split everything fifty-fifty, and blah blah blah, because I think that's what they wanted to hear. And then also, I wasn't really dealing with men who wanted to be providers, who wanted to, you know, provide the house and pay the bills, and you know, just take care of everything in that way. So, you know, of course, to a man who's not really prepared to do that and who doesn't want to want to do that of course you know he's gonna look at you funny if you say that that's what you want you're gonna look like a gold digger you're gonna look lazy you're gonna look whatever but there are men out there who you know they they want to be the sole provider and they would prefer it that way they 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 want to be the one who's working. They don't mind if you stay at home and you take care of the kids and you, you know, focus on what you want to focus on, whether that's just yourself or, you know, if you have any businesses you want to get up and running, like he just wants to give you the space and time and the finances to to do that, you know, and just be fulfilled in that way. And I'm, you know, I... Honestly, before I met Blue, I did not think that there were men out there who thought like that. I thought that, you know, I was just going to be working nine to five forever. And, you know, we just, you know, everything would just be split down the middle. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, Blue and I about to get married and this is what is going to happen. But we've just talked about these things and it's just kind of opened my eyes that there are guys out there. It's like he would definitely... Uh, prefer that I was uh, asking him uh, the other day I was like because he works a lot okay he works a lot he has different like side hustles that he does he's a working actor I mean, he gets pulled in a hundred different directions, you know, and one of the things that, you know, I really liked about him was that he always, in the midst of all that, found, ta- found time for me. He finds time for me um, on top of him being, you know, a full-time father as well. So, you know, he, he he's really good at, at, at making time for what's important, but I know he's not going to want to be worked to the bone like this. His whole life, you know, I think he has like some goals in mind And, you know, he'll, when he gets to a comfortable point He'll be able to dial back on in certain avenues um, But I was asking him, I said, well, what is like your ideal work life to home life? Like, you know, how much, like how, what percentage would you want to be giving to each? And I think he said, um, he Would ideally like to kind of be in a point Where there's a lot of passive income happening Where he could spend a lot of time with his wife A lot of time with his kids You know still operate his businesses And you know be be acting still And you know go do his His filming and things like that And then check in on his businesses But I think he wants to have you know, a good balance where a lot of his time is spent with the family, but then he's also able to take time when he needs to, to deal with business. So that's that was that. And then he asked me, he was like, What about you? What about work life balance, you know, for you? And I said, Work. Working? <laughs> he was like he was like, Oh right. He was like, No. He was like, Yeah, you won't be working. He was like, You wouldn't be working. You'll you'll be at home. And he was like, I like that. And I was like, Hell yeah <laughs> And I'm so glad that, you know, he and I have these conversations like, you know, since he and I met, we've just had a lot of dialogue and been very open about like expectations, what we we're looking for. You know, we've been very open about like, you know, a lot of the bad things that we've experienced and, you know, just like some traumas and, you know, um, like the baggage that we've been bringing to the table, we've just like fully put it on the table opened it up and be like this is this this is that you know what i mean and we've talked about like past mistakes that we've made and things that we've been through and like how we want to change that going forward and i feel like we've been very practical about the things that we've discussed like as far as like do we want kids like how many um we've talked about you know just different scenarios like um Uh, like if I were uh, pregnant and there was like an issue during delivery and he had to make a choice between saving me and the baby like what would he do and I feel like there's something important you should know like what kind of man is he is he gonna save the baby or is he gonna save you the right answer is saving you by the way so like just just keep that in mind (laughs) he should be saving you um And then, like, you know, what would we do in in the case of, you know, if there was, uh, like, a a birth issue and the doctor very early told us there was a life-threatening condition that the baby may have, that their quality of life will be greatly diminished if we, you know, carry everything to full term. Like, what would you do in an instance like that? Like, I don't know. We just talk about, like, deep stuff that I think can come up and it would be good to know ahead of time. So, like you know lifestyles we we talked about the kind of lifestyles that we would want and um you know who would be providing what and he like very early on just said you know i don't really plan on splitting bills i would like to be the provider i want to work and and do that and it was he even gave me a homework (laughs) assignment a few weeks ago he was asking me like what kind of lifestyle i want like you know where i would want to live what kind of home you know what I mean? How much, you know, how much do I think it would take to to live the kind of life that I want? Like how much, literally he said, how much money would he need to make to give me the lifestyle that I want? So my homework assignment was to figure out my dream car, how much the dream car would cost, my dream home or, you know, what kind of home I would like, how much the down payment will be on that, what the mortgage would look like, um, how many kids I ideally would want, how much do I think it would cost to you know to rear them (laughs) um you know what how much um just pocket purse money do I think I will want every month and then how much you know just like little things like that and then just add it up and let him know about how much That would be. And so I did that. I itemized everything. I kind of ballparked a few things. And I let him know. And I gave him the grand total. And he said, I think I can do that. That sounds doable to me. And I was like, we're in there, baby. (laughs) We're in there. Now, I know, you know, this is like still a talking stage. We're still dating, you know. And this would have to be something I would have to like see action behind. But he seems like a reliable guy <laughs> we wouldn't be this far if I didn't have the confidence in him that he could back up what he's saying but you know it that's 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 like marriage talk so we'll, we'll see we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but I think that the point is is to discuss it and see if you guys are on the same page Because you don't want to not talk about this stuff And then you get further in relationships And next thing you know You know, he could have been like Well, I want to be a stay-at-home dad and I want you to work And you're like, well, hold up <laughs> I know that works for some people But if that's not what I want Then I think that's something that needs to be talked about Early on and in great detail And that's something that I definitely like So, yeah, I... I don't want to be in the rat race forever. I have some, you know, business ideas and different ventures that I'd like to get into eventually. You know, I have some creative ideas that I'd like to pursue. So I'm not saying I don't want to like not do anything or not contribute at all. But like this nine to five shit, mm -mm, it's not for me. And I definitely am comfortable saying that yeah I want a man who's gonna take care of me financially be like 100% financially responsible for me and I will you know pull my weight in other ways and we're just gonna live harmoniously that way that's what I want and (laughs) I'm gonna get it putting it out there now so that's manifestation and I think I've always wanted that but just like I said meeting someone who also is on board with that as well it just i feel like everything is just click clacking into place <laughs> now i mean <laughs> and i used to think it was like anti-feminist to like wanna be at home with the kids and 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 make the home a home and you know support the husband in other ways and not have to be financially responsible but you know i think that's silly you know feminism is about equal rights and opportunities for men and women and i think you know being able to choose what's right for you and i know a lot of different dynamics work for a different household so there's really not any one way that's right to do it and i think i was only thinking there was one way that was to you know also work and split everything 50/50 because that was like what was fair or whatever But I think first you identify what's best for you and what you ideally would like, and then find someone who's on that same page. So I'm pretty sure I can still keep my feminism card, right? Right. Hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now, there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of vodka melonade. Bye.